Tonight, we're talking to the lovely Kim Hayden. Stay tuned. Talking Junk Network, where entertainment lives. Welcome to Talking Junk. I'm your host, Jason Melendez. Live now every week on Friday. Talking Junk. A multitude of professionals in different aspects, different walks of life. You have to come on and talk junk like a normal person. Welcome to Talking Junk, the podcast that comes to you live every Friday night from Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. I'm your host, as always, here with a wonderful guest. Let's bring her right in. Kim, how are you doing tonight? I am doing awesome. Excited. Thank you, thank you for coming on. I, You know, it's an honor. I was super excited. And you know what? Who doesn't like to talk a little junk? <laughs> the, the honor is all mine. Now, why don't you uh, tell us where Kim's journey started? Okay. So, first of all, I'm up here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, but I'm actually originally from Wichita, Kansas. Um, Me and my so, wife has always wanted to move to Canada, and then we made the opposite move to Florida. So. Well, we'll you guys can come up here and stay when it's snowing in May, and I'll go to Florida. Um but no, I, I'm originally from Wichita, Kansas, the eldest of four girls, and I grew up broke. Seriously, like mom worked three jobs and we still got assistance. And welcome uh, to the club. We yeah. have shirts. I, I know, I know. Don't eat the last fruit loop was on my shirt. My sisters and I <laughs> would go, we would be going to war. Mom would go and get that one box of fruit loops. There was never milk involved with the consumption of fruit loops when we were kids. It was all fist in the box, right? Um, so, you know, by the time I was 17, I had decided that uh, school wasn't my thing. Uh, I ended up stepping out, getting my GED. Uh, went on to become a hairdresser. So, folks, you have just literally officially <laughs> met a hairdresser from a trailer park in Kansas. Just saying. Um, There's a movie there somewhere. You know, we were second up for, we were pitched to Hallmark. My husband and I were actually pitched to Hallmark for a movie a week. But the fact that we met in Vegas was just not quite their cup of tea. Um, so, but yes, there is a movie in there somewhere. Maybe someday. Maybe we could all do this together. Uh, but yeah, so I, I ended up, um, you know, we, we had, my, my father was not a good man and, uh, I was very blessed to have my grandparents and an awesome mom and my sisters and I were able to really, uh, grow and, and escape, uh, some generational abuse that had gone on in the family. Um, by the time I was 18, I got married. Seriously, who gets married at 18? I got married. Uh, not the coolest cat, let me tell you, ended up divorced at 20 and had a baby at 20. So, um, it was one of those things of like, what do I do? What do I do? And ended up in Vegas. Cause that's where all single moms. go. <laughs> so I ended up in Vegas, found out that I'm the world's worst waitress. Um, 
I no coordination. I talked too much. Not the worst place to find out you're the worst waitress. <laughs> I was so bad that the night I met my husband was the night I came back from a three day suspension after yelling at a table because I was exhausted. I mean, I was working graveyard shift, single mom to a toddler. So you sleep one eye open for three years. You're usually kind of cranky. Um, and uh, I was homeless at the time because I'd been burned out of my apartment and my wow. buster didn't show up. So, of course, what do you do? You haphazardly bust your table. You pull everything in. And, of course. Right, you make the, the most out of your situation. Yeah. And then the souffle cup with the ranch dressing pops off the back of your tray when you're busing. And I managed to get it all over some people and they got quite upset with me. And I turned around and I said, I'm American and I pay my taxes. And uh, next thing you know, <laughs> I found out that these people were VIP guests for the grand opening of Treasure Island. And <laughs> wow. thank God Steve Wynn was blind because he never knew who was it that cursed out his friend. So that was kind of my journey in Vegas. And then uh, the night I came back, I waited on my husband and I just told him I wasn't going to be dating any other men. I thought men were worms. What did he want to eat? His friends continued to badger me. And then they left me Monopoly money as a tip, which, by the way, oh is not God. Monopoly money. It's it's Canadian money, which looked oh, okay. like not Monopoly money. <laughs> Yeah, because it's a different color, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and it was worth like 60 cents. Seriously, 60 cents on the dollar at the time. But so we went out for uh, dinner. I had him take me to the one restaurant to this day my husband hates, which is the Olive Garden. And how how do you make a great impression on a first date? You you forget to mention you have a kid when they pick you up your kids on your ankle. <laughs> so we go out um, and then... It was probably the worst date he's ever been on. Well, that's, the, um, that's the best way to find out. <laughs> Absolutely. The second date, and I just so everybody knows, I'm going to be fully transparent here. I am an ugly sleeper. I drool. I snore. I'll own it. It is what it is. Nobody's going to Again, sleep. welcome to the club. We have shirts. <laughs> I snore very loud. Um, <laughs> the My problem is. It's like sleeping with a pregnant T-Rex. Awesome. Awesome. I would say I'm probably, I mean, I wake my husband up sometimes. The problem is, is if you fall asleep in a movie theater, snoring is not discriminatory. You do it everywhere. And right. so I had my husband take me and my child out to watch Ace Ventura. And my child and I both fell asleep. We both now, snore. If it was the first one, I can understand. It was the first one. It was yeah, the first I, one. I understand. You won't so, fall asleep on the second one. There's no way. Yeah, no, we both fell asleep on the first one, and my husband is left sitting there <laughs> with, <laughs> with Trailer Park Barbie from Vegas, and he's such a nice Canadian boy, and this kid. <laughs> Third date got a little bit better, and by fourth yeah. date, we figured, you know what? It's really expensive to date when he lives in Toronto, and I'm in Vegas, and there was this, this is back when a fax machine was the most expedient way to get a letter to somebody. And it's like $2 a page. Yeah. Yep. You know, I get off work 7 a.m., go to the local 7-Eleven, get my big two liter of Dr. Pepper, my pack of Marlboro Lights, fax him a letter, <laughs> dump all my change out. I class act all the way around. Um, so I just like, we're just like, let's just get married. I mean, statistically, you know, we'll be in the majority if we end up divorced. So I mean, and you already live in the fastest state to get married, so why We not? did. We got married at the MGM. Uh, needless there to say, his parents are like, what? 
they all thought I was a stripper or something, I'm sure. Um, and I were just, I was a waitress. I was just a common every day. I had the ugliest uniform possible. I waited tables at the Mirage. And then I ended up in Canada. And all of a sudden, you know, you're taken out of all this survival mode from childhood, right? And you right. start going, okay, what did I learn? And that's where like the less, I really feel like the last 20 years of my life is where everything in my life has expanded. And it's like, okay, I survived all of this. So what am I going to do in order to be of service to those who need to be heard, seen, and cared for? Um, so when we came to Calgary, I ended up going into real estate and I went into, I'm more of an accidental real estate agent. I went, I'm fully transparent. <laughs> I'm more of a community. And yeah. fell into real estate? Basically, actually, t-shirt time. My husband comes home from his work and I have been, and I, I, I want everybody to know out there at home moms deserve truly successful at home moms who are engaged and doing things right and making sure their children are fed and the house is clean and, and they show up and volunteer at the school without like going, ah, these people, those women honestly deserve a PhD in domestic engineer. It's hard. I did it. I lasted 18 months. Hey, that's a, that's a long while before they got uh, to you. The PTA oh my got God. To you. My husband comes home. And so back in there, you would, as a child, you probably would have seen your mother do this. The sponge painting of 1998, the sponge painting of all the leaves on the walls and all that kind of the greens and the pinks okay. and stuff. My husband comes in from, uh, he had been on, gone somewhere. I don't know. It could have been with his girlfriend. I don't know. He doesn't really have one, but uh, he's probably for work. And he comes home and there is literally like this jungle, ugly jungle of sponge painting in the front. And I just look at him. I said, you're going to find your kids on a milk curtain. If I don't get a job, just saying, just let you know, I can't do this. This is hard. So I went into, it's, I, I wanted to actually open a bakery, a, co a coffee shop. Wow, that's a, that's a big swerve. That's what I wanted to bakery do. Bakery to real estate. Well, that's because my husband looks at me and he goes, why don't you go into real estate? It looks easy. <laughs> 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 to this day, funniest line out there. It looks easy. Um, so I went into real estate, but I went into real estate doing volunteerism. Huge amounts of volunteerism. Like have raised over just through our annual garage sale, we've raised over something like 34,000 pounds of groceries for the interfaith food or for the Calgary food bank. Wow. Um, you know, uh, we, one of my favorite things is, is so in Canada, we have a, where the French uh, integrated with uh, the indigenous and that um, nationality or that uh, race is identified as Métis. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of our Métis in Canada have serious generational trauma. And so there's a lot of kids being raised in poverty, a lot of kids that are being raised by grandparents and things like that. And there's a lot of effort going in right now to heal the Métis uh, nation in Canada. And um, uh, we had the opportunity of actually working with them through one of our craft fairs that I hosted in the community as part of my community outreach, got them set up the table and helped them raise money so that they could actually design their own scouts badge. They're the first, wow. they were the first all Métis uh, scouts 
troop and they wanted a badge to identify them as a troop so they could go to the world council. And it was, that was a really cool. And, and we wouldn't have been able to do that if I wasn't a, a real estate agent with a, that sounds uh, a like volunteer. a big accomplishment. It, you know what? It really, it, it just, it feels good. These types of things feel good. Um, so yeah, my real estate was all grounded in volunteerism. Everything I did, I did stampede on high street barbecues. And we did the pumpkin giveaway, which is, you know, bring us a food donation in October. We give you a pumpkin. Some would just say that's really good marketing. Yeah. But a lot of only 27% of adults in North America actually volunteer. Right. And I mean, I, they, the community association call me and I'll go over and hand out candy and it is good marketing if it, but it, it feeds the soul. It's better it than a door hanger or giving my money to Zillow or one of those things, right? Well, it's a win-win situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everything is cyclical. So everything we ever did always had a charity attached. Every time I hear that line, I think hot tub time machine. <laughs> it's cyclical. It's cyclical. Uh, that's a, that, And that is my husband's generation. We watched that. And I think I actually found photos where he looked like he could have been a, an extra in that film. <laughs> So yeah, my husband's 62. So um and just you go, I'm I'm 53, I'll totally own it. Um yeah, so I did real estate and we have actually had over 580 million dollars in real estate transact through our hands. And during that time, we also got the uh centennial award uh for Alberta turning 100 years old in 2005 wow. as being a steward of the community. And then in 2012, we got the Commonwealth Award Award for the Diamond Jubilee Anniversary for the Queen's uh, uh, the Queen's Diamond Jubilee Award, uh, which was it went in all the Commonwealth countries. So here's this girl from a trailer park in Kansas getting an award that was issued worldwide to a limited number of people. And Big honor. It was. It, it is. It's, it's super cool. And uh, it was, it was, uh, I mean, you're up there with really amazing people, right? Like they had, at that time, they had the last of some, a couple of the World War II veterans, and they had a lot of politicians and things like that. But that brings me full circle to where I'm at now. So um, my kids are raised. I'm ready to travel. Like well, how, how in the world did you go from realtor to TV producer? Oh, my God. So <laughs> my shtick was always Kim's Kitchen. Why Kim's Kitchen? Because I sell homes and not just houses. And kitchens are the heart of the home. So okay. I did everything in because growing up very poor and having uh, food, uh, you know, having that, that food disparity feel at times, right? That there isn't food. Um, my, my whole thing has always been about feeding people. And so in doing that, I would have these door hangers that I would hand deliver. And on those door hangers, I would have a recipe and, you know, tip on the house or, you know, cross market with the local coffee shop. But it was always something for the homeowner. It was not, hey, call me for your free home evaluation. Come on. That's a little <laughs> tired. Can we do something new, please? So we that transitioned in 2014. We did started doing videos of Kim's Kitchen, me doing a recipe, and then we put it up in the local theater. Nothing like this crazy up on a giant theater. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Kim Hayden from Kim and Doug Hayden. Now, why Kim's Kitchen? Because the kitchen's the heart of the home. And I sell homes, not just houses. And so it had this big crazy lady. And I was seen by a producer. And it seems like they, a great bit, though. It was, it was, it, you know, I still love it. I had, a, I even have a cookbook that I gave all my clients. It's all. Was sweet. it in local movie theaters that this was playing? It was, yeah, it was just an advertisement. So most people don't realize that you can advertise, like talking junk. If you wanted to elevate your local profile, you could actually take clips and do uh, a whole edited piece and you can purchase advertised time on the big screen before a movie. You got a captive audience. It actually was a great, great, I still have people from 2014 that I will run into. Like the lady who was measuring me up for a bra last year <laughs> at the local bay, which is like, are JC Pennies. Um, she goes, you look awfully familiar. And I got my boobs hanging out. But she goes, <laughs> you look awfully familiar. And I said, no, I don't, don't think I know you from Vegas? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <I'm> going, <laughs> hey, that did happen once. I <laughs> that's not that's not a story for today, but um, but yeah, <laughs> it turns out that she had actually remembered me from the the cooking episodes on the, the local theater. So yeah, this wow, guy saw. Wow. And and what a he, coincidence, though. Yeah, is now, you was know, she it, local too? Yeah, everybody. Okay. It was just at the local store, and she saw me, and she kept going. You look so familiar. And next thing you know, she says, "Ah, I know who you are." Um, it's probably because I said "awesome" because that's like my go-to word. My husband is making me big stickers, going, "You need to find new words like exceptional, fabulous," because I uh, awesome's my go-to. It is somewhere, my go-to word. Yeah. One of my crew uh, members on Instagram is going, you're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. But It's really, <laughs> it's really you're amazing. But I I, I know uh, these guys are, uh, they, they like to play on words. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So basically that's how it happened. Uh, it was a pay-to-play scenario. And I said, well, I'm not paying $50,000, you know. Uh, little did I know that that was actually cheap to do what they were doing because uh, then we ended up starting our own production company. Because what do you do, right? <laughs> so right. It's like, I'll go do it myself. Uh, after buying the $150,000 in equipment and, <laughs> you know, doing all that, we ended up with a full pr production studio. And so Shaw TV ended up picking me up uh, for Kim's Kitchen. And it was a lifestyle show for Calgary. And I we did that for five seasons on broadcast television. Wow. And then from there, we produced uh, a children's really bad <laughs> Christmas special. It's so bad. I am not an actress. <laughs> Even though I play so one on TV. Oh, my God. It's so bad. It's so cheesy. <laughs> well, so if you play? Uh, I, I I was I was hosting and welcome to Kim's Christmas Cottage. So we had we had the whole like the sets gorgeous and we had um uh our DIYer and a puppet lady, but I actually still have the puppet. Uh we had a puppet and <laughs> they would make crafts. I started making kids. some puppets uh recently myself. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I could actually introduce you to my puppet. Her name's Maple. Oh, I'll bring her out. My kids will go. Oh, mom's been drinking. My my oldest does that same thing when I bring that one out. My, kids, yeah. my youngest love it. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I I can run and go get Harry real quick if you go get Harry. Out. All right, go get Harry. All no? right, I'll be right back. I'll okay, you go get Harry. 
And then you I'll go get maple. I'll right. go get maple. Everybody, hold on. Hey there, uh, how you doing? Looking pretty fine. <laughs> Hello. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. We... <laughs> you didn't tell me that I was uh, meeting a lovely puppet lady. Uh, I would have combed uh, some of my hair. Just the hair on your back is good. <laughs> There's plenty. <laughs> so we did we did a pilot for a children's puppet show. I should never be allowed to do children's content. Just let you know. I am not. Oh, me right. either. Very vulgar. <laughs> very vulgar. Did you did you ever see that Muppet, the Muppet one they did, the dirty one? Did you see the one? It's like three years, four years ago. I think so. The one with uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yes. Yes. I did. I did. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. That show. Um, yeah. That show just. Yeah. Um, made me fall in love with the Muppets all over again. Just saying. Um, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. Uh, he's, he's got the same facial hair as you. Just yep. a different color. Just a different just color. A different I'm trying color. to get just him in focus because now, now I think Harry's going to close out the show. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, I I've done all sorts of things, but now it brings me around to, as as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, and I've always been an entrepreneur. I wouldn't know what a paycheck looked like, to be very frank. Um, as an entrepreneur when I take the entrepreneurship along with the production and then look and see what the, all these issues around. So 36%, they say 36% is the high 29% is low. Uh, like our stage speakers are women, right? So why don't they have the confidence? Do they not have the assets? Like what's going on here? So everything now is boiled down into confidence, credibility, and relevancy. Hello, Harry. And, <laughs> doing good doing good i think i need a drink harry <laughs> um i i, I shouldn't make i should have named her sally because it could have been when harry point. met sally what what's your poison oh you've got a whole bar there uh I, your, you know what what's your poison whiskey uh gin vodka rum uh i'm a cider gal cider or wine although Although I will tell you that, uh, do you know what a Colorado bulldog is? I do not. Colorado bulldog. It's like chocolate milk almost. It tastes like a chocolate milk, Ooh. but it's got like three ounces of alcohol in it. Um, it's like Baca, Kahlua, and um, that's always something good. Something else. Yeah, it's it's so good. They call it a paralyzer in Canada, and that oh, is for paralyzer. Yeah, paralyzer in Canada. 
I'm going to be sure to try to look that up. Uh... It's actually really good. It's like having chocolate milk. You can have it for breakfast, and it makes the whole day even better. So can um, I find the recipe relatively easy? I'm pretty sure you can. All right. I'm sorry, pretty sure Harry, you can. I'm going to shove a whiskey bottle in your ass. There you go. Hey, Harry. Oh, that's so funny. See, we have way more in common. And you're just a year, you're one year older than my oldest. Oh, I'm going to be 35 this year. Okay. So you would have been, what graduating class is that? Uh, 2006, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I dropped out and went and took my GD. Oh, awesome. All, all the, all the creatives, eh? So, <laughs> so yeah, that is, that is my story in a nutshell. So what do I do? What do I do? Why am I why am I out hawking my wares and talking to everybody? One, I love to talk. And my husband's just glad that you're taking one for the team tonight, Jason, because you're giving him <laughs> a little bit of a break. Yeah, um, are you still producing TV? Yes. Well, we produce um lifestyle pieces for uh entrepreneurs. So what I okay. what we do now is we have a platform called Resilient TV. Uh it is what's called an OTT. So do you know what an OTT is? I do not. Okay, so here's some language, folks. So Netflix is the OG of OTT. So OTT means over-the-top platform. So this is not like a, a YouTube. It It is a secondary carrier, digital carrier, uh, where you can you can control the ownership of your content. So Samsung, Amazon, Roku, Apple, uh, all of these are the big OTTs, um, okay. and you can get lease. You can get uh, a lease approval, so, so you know, uh, for you know a couple thousand dollars a month, you can have a uh, lease where you can have your OTT platform on all of those platforms. So it's all just uh, it's all connectors, right? So it's right. It's, I was looking that up a couple months ago. Yeah. So, so that's, that's basically, you know, uh, so like mass media just is one of the big players in that, that field. They just got bought or amalgamated. I think they're called zap now or something. So it's really knowing the language of how to find this information. So it's not easy to find it. So, you know, what we've been doing over the last three years is how do we create credibility and visibility pieces for female entrepreneurs, leaders, speakers, coaches, to help them have not only the assets that they can send out to show people what they're doing, but also be able to project themselves in a very credible fashion, right? Because we're all right. online, right? We're all online and there's a lot of noise going on out there. And you have to have, you know, those professional assets. So that's what, that's what I work, I do now through the Resilient Series, Resilient New Media, um, you know, even, you know, teaching basics around uh, how to set up uh, your podcast, how to self-video properly for your six-minute mini-doc, um, you know, how to do virtual uh, stage speaking and and how to get published because only three percent of North Americans are published, and Amazon Author Central is kind of like this exclusive networking space. So to be part of that, they can then put published author on their on their website, their card, 
and they're now in part of this networking. So when somebody purchases one book, all of a sudden it says, oh, other people who purchased this book also saw this book. And that's how you network out. Okay. So it's all, it's all about networking. Um, the reality of the world is it's expensive to be heard. Uh, it takes work and time. Nobody gets discovered. Um, I always tell people, it, it, it's double-edged. You're not that special that somebody's going to come and just pluck you out. Right. Yet your voice is special or unique. And so it should be heard. So how are you going to get it heard? You know, people always go, oh, Mel, uh, what? Brene Brown, she was overnight. No, honey, she was 30 years and hundreds of thousands of dollars in her education. So if you want to wait 30 years and hundreds of thousands of dollars in your education, go for it. Uh, but if you want to accelerate up to the next level and you're ready for it, there, there is a, a there is basically a formula or a recipe to it. Is there any tips that you can uh, give the listeners out there as to how they can maybe get their voice heard? Oh, absolutely. Um, so first thing is, is uh, figure out what your talk is and get real with yourself. Um, you know, don't be the victim in your story. Don't be the victim. Nobody wants to hear from a victim. Nobody wants to pay real money. They uh, It's always that uh, triumph over tragedy. So uh, you can either... You know, I, I'll give you two different plays here. Hi, I'm Kim Hayden and I was born Kim McFadden and we were really poor and and I was abused and all this happened. Or I can say, hi, I'm Kim Hayden. I'm super excited to be here. I came through a life of triumph over tragedy. And let me share with you my seven story plots that I myself have. Right. Conquer the right. monster, rebirth, comedy, lots of comedy. Oh, there's a little tragedy in there. I always tell people that, you know, really know what your story is and people will pay to be inspired. You're so right. that's you got to know one. where you came from to know where you uh, are going in life. And you have to be real. You have to be real. Uh, you have to be very, very, very raw with yourself. And it, I mean, it took me two years, two years sharing that little bit to learn not to cry. Two years. And because people can't hear the message through your tears. They can't hear that. They need to hear the raw and real in your voice, but they need right. to know that there's something better on the other side. You know, Facebook has all the other shit covered. The reality sure is do. that, you know, if you want to be disappointed and disillusioned, stay on sta Facebook. If you want to be inspiring, find your voice and then find, go out and volunteer, speak in your local community, start getting, and video, 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 everything. Video There's, everything. There is one way to be inspired on Facebook. How's that? You go to Talking Junk Network and you watch these videos. There you go. There you go. Be selective. There you oh, go. Yes. Be selective. So, so yeah, it's, it's video everything because well, who was the guy who did fire Island? Do you remember fire Island? Fire Island was the one where he got all the celebs to endorse it. And he raised all that money. It's F Y R E. And he oh, was, yeah. Fire fest. Fire fest. Yes. Fire fest. And he was said, he said, and he's quoted that it was all through the power of video. 
Billy McFarlane? Yes. Yeah. So the moral of that story is if you're going to be out doing something, video it, pay to have it videoed, pay to have it edited, pay to have the, the message documented so it is available when you get the opportunity. And there was no concert. You're right, <laughs> Melissa. He like totally, and that's that's the power of video. Um, oh, yeah. The challenge we see with a lot of women, especially older women, women over 40, is you'll hear things like, well, I don't like the way my hair is, or, you know, or I'm, I'm a little heavy or I'm older. I'm not hot like the influencers on Instagram. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what you look like. There have been some seriously ugly people in television, in Hollywood, in, in positions. I mean, take a look at Boris over it. Like Boris doesn't own a brush and yet he runs a country. Um, in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Canada. We have a we have a commentary guy. His name's Rex Murphy. Right now, look him up. I got you. Rex Murphy is one of the best commentary deliveries. Like this guy is brilliant. Got him. But he's got a face for radio. <laughs> uh, I I love this picture right here. So we'll go with this one. Yeah, he may. He, it's I, a black and white. Like Harry? Does he look like Harry? Kind of does, doesn't he? A little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's get it on screen. So you don't have to have the perfect hair, the perfect look, the perfect anything. Um, what you have to have is an authentic and perfect story. And perfect in your imperfections. I always joke, and it's kind of joking or not really joking, is, yeah. So, and that was a young picture. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to you want to see the older one? Rex is Rex Rex is very talented. Rex is very talented. Actually, I I wish I could deliver as eloquently as he does. Oh, he kind of looks like the guy from Underworld. Yes, 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 absolutely. But um, I know Rick's like, oh my god, these people. So the reality is, is nobody really cares they care about the story stories sell so if you have a <laughs> <laughs> his delivery is awesome though he's super talented from the crypt. <laughs> we're going to, we're yeah i have a first class ticket there so I'll okay awesome <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going okay, to hell. So just Especially so you know, after you put me on the Mr. Burns. You can't do that and then expect me to be a nice guy. I know. But you know what's funny is if you look at like a lot of Canadian, um, we Canadians really, I think, I think it was because Canada was still in like a three, looks like, I think Tom Hanks is better looking, but not. It, it Maybe after his role in Geppetto, as Geppetto. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But. So look for opportunity to speak and get really comfortable and confident with your story. If you are looking to develop coaching courses or entrepreneurship, you know what? You need to coach up. There is not a single athlete that's made it to the Olympics without a coach. Um, a lot of people work within a silo and they spin the wheels and they go down this like 
whole of I'm going to build something, I'm going to do it my way, and they don't actually consult with anybody. And the next thing you know, it's two years of your life, uh, $80,000, $100,000, and there's nothing to show for it. Um, so coach up. Um, it was interesting. Uh, I interviewed, um, oh, I absolutely love this gal. She's a Canadian gold medalist for wrestling. Um, yes, super, super cool chick. Um, and I just lost her name. I apologize. I had two strong buzz this afternoon. So I, if anybody thinks I'm rattling, it's because mom had a drink for Friday afternoon lunch. Um, but she said, you know, Kim, the coach I started my wrestling career with. Uh, I'm school, not even, what year was uh, it? Three years ago, three years ago. Hold on. Let me see if I can find her. Because I think I had her in one of my books. It would be 2019? Erica yeah. Weeb. Uh, Erica, Erica Weeb. Weeb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Erica Weeb. She's fabulous. She is so cool. But so she she, will, she said, the, the coach, I went liquid lunches. I know. <laughs> Melissa and I are, I think Melissa and I could be friends. Um, she, um, she said to me in, in that interview, that the coach she started with is not the coach she went to the Olympics with, but without a coach, she would have not gotten to the Olympics. And so I really, really encourage people. I hear from women all the time. I don't have the money. I need to ask my husband or I'm not sure that what I want to do is worth it. So that's where that credibility, confidence and, and relevancy. And I hear this on a regular basis. And it's like, if you don't, if you don't invest in your message, who the hell is going to invest in your message? Who would invest if you won't? Right. right. Um, so video, 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 coach up. And, you know, if you want to do something, just go for it. Just go for it. Get in the right sphere. Get in the right sphere. So I don't coach. Um, what I do is I actually do all the production pieces and I guide cohesive messaging from one end to the other. So I, I start them on the six minute video, which goes on an OTT platform for the pure purpose that a, they have a good piece that they can send out to people to market themselves and B, they can say I've been seen on, right? So right. I've been seen on the, the next thing we do is we get them published so they can say published author which builds credibility and it starts networking them out with the other 15 or 18 people within that niche publication. Then we move them over to podcasting and I start sharing like all the different places that you can find great podcasters who you can talk to and pitch to start with the little podcast, work your way up, become a great guest. Um, and then we move over to our virtual live stage and then we record them on that and we create that 90 second speaker sizzle reel. So the goal is, is that at the end of six months, they are armed to the teeth. They have their program. They have everything in place to where they can go out and really hustle it with confidence. That's what yeah. I do. It sounds amazing. Where can these women find you? I'm, oh, I'm easy to find. So, um, not on a milk carton. Uh, but <laughs> there are days my family probably wishes. So uh, resilientseries.com or you can go to resilientnewmedia.com. And you're and, on Instagram also. Oh, I'm on Resilient Series on Instagram, uh, Resilient Women on Facebook. I'm Kim Hayden on LinkedIn. 
Uh, YouTube is, and, and I have all my, I have a lot of celebrity interviews on YouTube also. Wow. So I have some fun ones. Like I got the crew of Van Helsley and when they first launched, I like, I have some really fun ones in there. Uh, but that one is Kim Talks Resilience on, on YouTube. Uh, and I actually have a few followers. That's kind of cool and fun. Um, but uh, yeah. Oh, and anybody that wants if you want, go in and grab totally free charge. I'm not asking for credit cards and I'm actually not the best CRM manager. So you may get an email once a week. It could end up every other week if I actually forgot about it. Um, but I just do um, at resilientgift.com, resilientgift.com. You can go in and you can get a free membership, which includes the monthly magazine. And the monthly magazine has like, a recipe in it. We'll have like a $5 gift card for the queen of resilient.shop. So I have a store. I have a store online. That's hilarious. I have one. I have a t-shirt that says queen hustle with a crown and the devil tail pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like, you know, kind of that, that uh, kind of edgy, edgy. You'd like it. It's like a, a that kind of that tattoo feel to it. I love all okay. that stuff. Yeah. So we have that one. My husband and I are having shirts made. Perfect. I, I got to uh, find where, where they're going to be when they're made because I'm, I'm going to have to purchase one. Well, you can have, I'll send you and your wife a set once we have these made. Mine okay. is Queen of Resilience. My husband's is King of Regret. <laughs> <laughs> Those are going to be the easiest thing to market. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely are. We were sitting here one night and I am self-proclaimed queen of resilience. Queen of resilience. That is my thing. Um, they asked me, do you want to be she, her, they, them, whatever. I keep trying to put queen in and it's not allowing me to get that pronoun. So I really want to get that change. But I'm sitting here going, I'm queen of resilience. And my girlfriend goes, and your husband's king of regret. It's like, I'm not that bad. <laughs> he goes, oh, that's what's going on the RV. And it's like, okay. Now so it's going on some shirts and it's going to be sold. <laughs> I, that's hilarious. I think Get your I, orders in today. You know what? Yeah, we'll get we'll get that on there ASAP. So let me know when you want to do the commercial. Okay. Yeah. So yes, we'll do that. Oh, that's hilarious. You and your wife. Would your wife? Would your wife stand in, or she's like you can? Oh, she definitely will. She's been. Uh, what What are these guys' name? Uh, Chiclet and Meleni. Before they started doing their their videos where they're fighting with each other i i had friends literally say we're gonna come pick you up and take you guys food shopping every month just because we want to hear you argue you guys oh, would be able to sell shows like that and i shoot we don't do it on tiktok because of me not because of her because of me oh hilarious she's dying now, to do the, those things we we were always i wanted to do we were we were going to pitch a show uh, the BAMP Media Festival is where you go every year to pitch to the broadcasters. You know, O Network, all these guys come out. They want to see if there's anything they can scoop up or would be a good show. So we, <laughs> so we had two shows that we were we wanted to see if we could get made. One was um, uh, Dougie's in Trouble. So Dougie's in Trouble is. Have you ever heard of a game called Bunko? 
Okay, so B-U-N-K-O. This is a dice game that is a an excuse for a bunch of old broads to get together in each other's basement once a month, have cheap ass cheap gifts, and to get drunk. So we would. So it's a modern day bridge. Basically, that's what it is. So look it up. Bunko. B-U-N-K-O. Um, so Dougie's in trouble. Set. Set scene. So we're going out. Everybody, set, see. Beautiful picturesque street. All the people wheeling in, you know, that very typical kind of wisteria lane look. And she's having her bunko night. Now, every bunko, she's trying to devise how she's going to off Dougie and make it look like an accident. So then you go through this, this whole visionary of her trying to off him. But every at the end of every episode, she gets arrested and she's in an orange jumpsuit. And orange is not this woman's color at all. So, but every episode and Bunko, it's literally would go with the traditional 13 episode thing. Um, the problem is my husband's name is Doug and everybody got quite worried for him. So, you know. <laughs> they thought that, you were, uh, yeah. you know, projecting your, your real yep. thoughts out there. And the other one was, was uh, Mama's Boys. Mama's Boys. So we, we wanted to do Mama's Boys, which was a lifestyle of me and my two redheaded six foot four sons. One is a hippie and one is like totally conservative. Um, but these guys still say writes itself. Oh, but we wanted to do a home renovation and have a limited amount of money. And we had to go dumpster dive to find all the pieces to renovate a house. Because my oldest son actually did that. He Paul Nielsen went, is going to break the ratings. Yeah, you, th you think? I think yeah. Mama's Boys. I just thought that would be hilarious. It's like me and the two boys, and you could just watch us fight it out. Because both give my the property brothers a run for their money. I I think so too. I, and my Most kids definitely. are way cuter. My kids are way cuter. <laughs> redheads. They're redheads. I have the best kids. So yeah, those are a couple of the storylines that we thought would actually be quite interesting. But this they sound amazing. Nobody picked them up. So well, only there's, there's always the year uh, after that, you know. So maybe maybe the 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 next year these shows will seem a little more compelling than the year before. You absolutely, absolutely. And I'm going back to Banff this year. I I do press up there, and so I'll be going up there to interview a couple of people, and I, maybe I can slip in Mama's Boys somewhere in there. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think you should. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to know how to make a uh, a new kitchen countertop out of leftover crap that went it, from a house that got demolished. I mean, yeah, why you, not? All else fails. Get some ramen and some glue. Sand it in. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kim, so, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on. But before we uh, get out of here, I just got two questions. One uh -huh. is a question I asked before. Where can these women find you to get their, their uh, stuff produced? Okay. So resilientseries.com. We have no puppets, but you can email me at hello at resilientseries.com or just go to resilientseries.com. Um, and I am, I'm actually actively working or actively looking for another six women right now across the United States and Canada uh, or Australia, Australia. We've got a gal in from Australia. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking for five with great stories and have marketable businesses that they want to get their story out there. I might know one. I would love it. 
I would love it. And if I, so I'm going to talk to my husband about coming down and visiting you. Cause I figure in for, in for a penny and for a pound, the car's going to smell bad by the time we get back, but we're driving from Canada to Atlanta. So if you see an old dude car, which just so you know, we put a new roof rack on. And now my son says it looks like a mom mobile. And I think that's better than the grandpa mobile. Cause we bought it. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, we'll be driving from Calgary all the way to Atlanta. 36 hours. <laughs> that's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun I one. Bring, I, bring, I may bring my puppet with me just for the shits and giggles. <laughs> Why not? You will make a fortune on TikTok with those videos. Oh my God. So it's going to be an interesting ride. My poor husband. My poor husband, he goes, you know, I'm too old for this. And I was like, you're only as <laughs> old as as I say you are. <laughs> now, don't go nowhere when we're off air, because I got one more question for you. Okay. Will you take on a prospect who is a man, pretty much established podcaster, and show him the ropes? Guys, stay tuned tomorrow night in the break room. See you later. Love you. <laughs>